Hi, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4. Boy, oh boy, Mom, you sure know how to hydrate a good podcast. Welcome to Hydrate Level 4, and I am your host, Peter. I'm your co-host, Phoenix. And on today's episode, we're going to review a movie uh, from... Not really my childhood in my young adult life, but we are going to get Phoenix's uh, perspective on it. He is my teenage son. Uh, for longtime listeners, you will remember that this started out as a father and son podcast. Uh, this was actually planned for a... Uh, for a Veterans Day release, but you know, life happens. And so, uh, we figured we'd still do it and, um, release it a little bit late. So here we are. We were soldiers, a 2002 movie. So before we get into the movie, let's talk about some of the uh, songs and movies that came out around that time. The number one song at the time of the movie's release is Foolish by Shanti. Do you recall that one? Not at all. Yeah, that song was number one for almost three months. Uh, really surprising because I don't think that song holds up and I wasn't even really a big fan of it too. So I think it's super overrated. Uh, the song, the number one song that preceded it was Ain't It Funny, J-Lo featuring Ja Rule. Do you know that one? Actually, no, but I do remember Foolish now. Okay. Um, it, uh, I, if I remember correctly, it sampled the Notorious B.I.G. song, which you may not be familiar with. Uh, but obviously the number one song that precedes, or that supersedes it is Hot and Her by Nelly. Ah, uh, yes. I do know that song. Yeah, that one I also thought was underrated. Do you like that song at all? I mean, it has its moments, but not normally I would like to listen to it. Which moments? Take off your clothes? <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And some of the song, uh, movies, I'm sorry, that came out around the time uh, the movie's release. Uh, one of the big movies, maybe you've heard of it, Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. That sounds familiar. Yeah. It's an independent movie, I think it was. Um, let's see. Some of the other ones. Did you ever see Big Fat Liar? I, uh, I did. Yes. With that blue guy, right? Yeah. Uh, John Q with uh, Denzel. Okay. Maybe not. No, no, no. I'm, that's a, that's another movie. Oh, oh, okay. No, no, no. Ice Age. Yes. Blade Two. No. You, I, I own them. You, uh, I think Blade Two is the best one. That's that's my favorite Blade. Uh, how about Panic Room? I know the cover art, but not the movie. Fun fact: Panic Room was uh, my first movie that I saw with your stepmother. Oh, wow. What a romantic movie. It's not. <laughs> but but that was our first movie together when we were dating. Uh, the other movie I want to drop, just because I know you've seen it, Clockstoppers. No. It's, um, was it, I forgot the actor's name, but he was also in Bring It On, I think. But anyway, he um finds a clock and he's able to stop time, but he can move as long as he's wearing the clock or watch or whatever. No. Mm-mm. I'm pretty sure you've seen it. Like, I, I bet you if you watched it, you'd be like, oh, I do remember that. But, um, all right. So back to We Were Soldiers. Uh, again, this came out March of 2002. Can you read the little bit of, uh, a, uh, summary here? Well, not even a summary, but the, the plot for those that kind of forgot what this movie was about. Sure. The story of the first major battle of the American phase of the Vietnam War and the soldiers on both sides that fought it. All right. This was directed by Randall Wallace. Uh, it stars Mel Gibson, uh, who's the lead, Lieutenant Colonel Hal Moore. Um, Madeline Stowe plays his wife, Julie Moore. And I'm just going to throw in some of the, maybe some of the big names, but I want to throw in some names where 
I had no idea that they were in this movie, but probably because they became bigger later on in life. But Chris Klein uh, was in here, played, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but I just know him as Chris Klein. Uh, he was also in like the American Pie movies. Sam Elliott played Sergeant Major uh, Plumley. Greg Kinnear played Major Bruce Crandall. Uh, he also went by Snake. Uh, we also had John Hamm, uh, who played Captain Matt Dillon, which is funny because Matt Dillon's also the name of a uh, an actor, right? Uh, Clark Gregg was in here as Captain Tom Metzger before he became, you know, uh, an agent of Shield, and uh, also Bellamy Young, who I know from Scandal. So that was crazy to see her in here. Did you recognize anybody else? Just Clark Gregg. Okay, so. Obviously a war movie, right? We're not going to get into the details really because, uh, the reason, well, first off, th- again, this was, uh, we chose this for Veterans Day. And another reason I did want you to watch this movie with me and also have you review this movie for Veterans Day is because I am a veteran. Um, watching this movie, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts, like looking back growing up, like what do you recall? of uh, about me being in the military well remembering some certain things i just remember um going to your base every now and then and like walking around in some big old buildings and you would check in with um your superior officer or somebody and then i just remember like saying hi to them that's kind of it i remember going to this uh formula dance thing and i got a yellow basketball that we still have um i don't know just just little, little things about visits nothing too much what about the times that I had to go away? I don't remember anything. Uh, do you remember, this is obviously before FaceTime, but do you remember video chatting with me while I was overseas? Mm-mm, no. Yeah, you must have been about, uh, gosh, uh, about five or six, I, I want to say. Yeah, I, I remember a lot of stuff from when I was younger, but for some reason I just don't remember that. Yeah, so we, we did some, um, some face, Face, I keep saying FaceTime, but uh, yeah, we did video chats every now and again. Not very often because, you know, my access to that was very limited. Uh, and anything else before that, obviously, you were really young. So you are 16 now. For the first 10 years of your life, I was in the Army. So, mm. um, okay. One of the reasons that I really, this is one of my favorite movies, uh, military movies, which I think last year or maybe the year before, it's been a while, I did a top 10 military movie, I want to say, uh, with uh, a friend of mine, James, who you know, and I'm, I'm pretty sure this was in there. I would imagine it being in my top three, if my, if not my number one, because one of the big reasons I really love this movie is because it also shows, well, at least this was the first time I had seen um, them incorporating the families uh, into the story. So did you notice that they did show like a lot of like the family life uh, back at home when the soldiers were overseas? Yeah, I, I did notice that. Um, I didn't have too many thoughts on it. I just like thought about it and was like, oh, that's, that's kind of nice that they did that. Yeah, this does take place in 65. So obviously, there's still some, um, you know, racism going on and segregation and such, but it's, it's, that's not a main thing in this story, though. Like, it's just something that's kind of breezed over. It, yeah, it's, it's not a, a plot point or anything like that, but they just wanted to point out something, you know, where there's this, uh, you know, uh, black woman who's, you know, who's back at home and her husband is serving in the military. 
And the scene plays how they're all talking about like, uh, well, well, one in particular, one of the wives, she brings up how... <laughs> in the meantime, the laundromat in town's okay, but they won't let you wash the colored things in their machines. In a public laundromat? Didn't make any sense to me either, but I'm telling you, they have a big sign right in the window that says, Whites Only. <laughs> what? Honey, they mean white people only. That's awful. Your husband is wearing the uniform of a country that allows a place to... to say that his laundry's not good enough when he could die for... I'm sorry, I just... That's all right, honey. But I know what my husband's fighting for, and that's why I can smile. My husband will never ask for respect. And he'll give respect to no man who hasn't earned it. The rest of his family is the same way. And anybody who doesn't respect that can keep his goddamn washing machine because my baby's clothes are going to be clean anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And so that kind of puts in perspective, like, even though her husband was, you know, fighting for the country, they still didn't allow blacks, you know, in certain places, which which is kind of crazy. So another thing I like about this movie is I feel they show you enough characters and make them different enough that you remember them. Actually, it did quite the opposite for me. Um, I don't know, but I don't know why, but like uh, I usually remember most of the details and what's happening in the story. And I rarely ever have to ask questions, but watching this movie, I had to ask so many questions and I I just got so lost because there's so many characters, so many different things. I just couldn't focus on one thing. There there was, uh, I'll, I'll agree with you that there was definitely a lot of characters, but in comparison to like some other movies, I feel these characters, they have more things that are different going on. Like the Chris Klein character, his wife is pregnant. Yeah. I don't, I don't even like remember anything. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just one thing, right? I mean, like the faces, you may not remember their faces really, but if, I mean, the other things, they're, they're minor details that make them different enough. But, um, what about the, the, the one guy that keeps passing the, the sergeant major, you know, like earlier on? And he, he'd be like, Hey, good morning, sergeant major. And the sergeant major would, you know, make some kind of remark that was pretty funny. Um, all I remember about any of the soldiers was one, had a biblical moment with the colonel um, in, the, in the church. In the church, yes. that's the one with the pregnant wife. Yes, that's the only. That's like one of the only characters I remember. Um, so seeing him die, that was sad. But I don't know just any any of the other characters I didn't really click with. Yeah, no, that's fine. You know, I, I I think he's the one that you're supposed to sympathize for for the most because you know it's supposed to show that he's you know young. Uh, his wife is pregnant, and uh, he is kind of one of the the main characters here. What were some scenes that you liked or or just even stick out to you? Um, there's a lot of, what's the word? Um, like visually, like anything yeah, that, that yeah. stick out. There yeah. was a lot of visually interesting scenes to me. Um, one scene in particular, which you remarked was one of your favorite scenes, was um, when the soldiers are in a pitch black, you know, forest and they can't see anything it's it's all quiet and all of a sudden one of the soldiers asks for a light and you see this light flare go off and the these vietnam soldiers just standing like inches away from these soldiers and that's just a visually interesting scene yeah that's probably one of my favorite uh, scenes as well um what do you think about okay not really think about but how did you feel when okay let me set the scene up a little bit the cab drivers 
right? There, when soldiers are dying, cab drivers are going around to houses, you know, with uh, these telegrams telling these wives that their, you know, husbands had died or what have you. So um, now they actually have soldiers and they have people that actually go out and do these, you know, they go to the houses. So, so this was a, a different time for sure. But you, you see this scene where it, we, we both laugh because it, it was played a little funny. This um, cab driver goes to Madeline Stowe's house. Is Moore? Colonel Moore's wife? Yes. I need help finding an address. I'm looking for... Jackass! Do you know what this is? Do you know what you just did to me? I don't like this job, ma'am. I'm just trying to do it. And so she starts feeling bad for him, and then she says, hey, why don't you tell the other cabbies, you know, bring the telegrams to my house and, and I'll deliver them. Mm-hmm. And then in the next scene, you see like a stack of telegrams just um on her porch, you know, and then her and Chris Klein's wife, you know, they go around, uh, you know, basically delivering these, these, uh, these telegrams. But... How did you feel when they get to the scene with the the black wife? Um, that that part was probably like one of the few scenes that actually stuck with me, just because I felt bad for her. Um, as much as I could tell, she was the only black uh, commu- member of the community, and um, seeing her lose her husband like that, she must have felt so alone. Yeah, because she's obviously. Uh, really proud of her husband. You know, she's just saying, look, I, because in that scene earlier when they're talking about the clothes, she said, uh, you know, I, I, I have, she didn't care, you know, that, that her husband wasn't allowed there. You know, she does their laundry and all of that. She's just proud that he's serving the country. So she was very prideful. And I think that builds up to her character. So that way, when you see that later, you know, it kind of hits you a little bit. Uh, what do you think about that reporter? Uh, I know he was kind of a, a minor character too, but apparently, uh, you know, played by Barry Pepper. He came from a family, uh, with a bit of a military background, but you see him just taking photographs and kind of being in the, uh, you know, basically in the middle of the fight as well. Um, well, unfortunately, we watched a movie called Rough Riders in Class, which is about the Spanish-American War, and it really drew up a lot of similarities between the two movies, and that's all I could really think about. Uh, which also has Sam Elliott, you mentioned. Yes. And fun fact, Sam Elliott uh, attended our high school because you go to the high school I went to. And um, so, yeah, we, we, uh, we're, we're friends, I guess, in a sense. Well, that is a fun fact. Yeah. Here's a – speaking of visuals, um, what do you think about that one point when – uh, Joe Galloway, that's, that's the reporter, right, the photographer, he was talking to – I don't know the ethnicity. Uh, I'm assuming maybe Vietnamese. Nakamura. Okay, so Japanese. So he was talking to a Japanese soldier that was, you know, with the American troops. And, uh, you know, they're kind of befriending each other and stuff like that. What did you think uh, about the scene where... The Walking Dead. Yeah, The Walking Dead. Okay, so yeah, he, he runs into Nakamura, who has now had been, like, burnt uh, to a crisp, basically. And so he's he's helping this other guy carry him... And then he grabs him by the legs and like the skin just comes off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, pretty gruesome. Uh, it, what, what about that one scene when was it? Uh, I think somebody threw a grenade and then like a soldier was mm-hmm. just like lit on fire. Mm-hmm. 
Well, um, his face was anyway. Oh yes, yes, yeah. That, that was that was interesting. Um, I thought you were talking about when there was a grenade and a soldier jumped on it, and uh, when it exploded, he kind of um hopped up, like from a um, a prone position. Yeah, I mean that just shows how uh, powerful a grenade is. But yep, he was uh, self-sacrificing so that way the others can live. Uh, this this war, obviously, they did not win. You know, they showed up, had no idea how many enemies they were going to be facing you know so it's just one of the very first wars and i think that's why this movie was made because they were clearly outnumbered and what what did you think about mel gibson and sam elliott that's your sergeant major and you know obviously you know who mel gibson is but when you're watching them in the middle of this this war Everyone is like in certain positions, they're shooting and stuff, but these are the only two guys that happen to be standing and they appear to not even worry about like anything coming their way, right? Like even if they got shot. So they're just kind of standing like as if nothing's going on. What'd you think about that? I thought it showed how powerful these guys are. Like not, it's not a, um, we're the main guys of the army. We're gonna, we're gonna survive this. It's more of, um, if my guys die, then I should too, or not exactly like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of get what you're saying. Um, the reason, well, the way I read that is, and I think this is the case for a lot of war movies as well. Usually the people that are higher in command, you know, the, the people that are leading, they are usually standing in, in that way because, I mean, they're very experienced, right? They have to show their men that they're not cowering, right? right? That that they are, um, you know, they couldn't be in the prone position too, but they got to instill some kind of confidence, you know, in in their men. So, um, so I really dig that. Another example I could think of is in another movie called Black Hawk Down, where Tom Sizemore plays like a this captain, and there's a very similar scene like with the Mel Gibson here, where he's like uh, on the radio and he's just standing and he's just kind of pacing back and forth while they're getting shot at. And so I just think that's um, you know true to life that I feel a lot of superior uh, people are that way. Um, and if they're not, then, the, you know, the cowards, right? Mm. Uh, anything else? Um, I know a lot of it was kind of back and forth with the Vietnamese and American troops. Um, I know you did say a lot of the characters were kind of like, it didn't really stick with you. We pretty much touched on all the real main characters. Anything, anything lighthearted, anything funny that you could think of? Funny like they're having in the movie or what do you mean? Well, like, like any of the jokes, I mentioned the one scene where the sergeant major keeps walking past, you know, one of the other soldiers and, um, he'd always, you know what? Anytime the sergeant major says something, it's funny. Like, like the one scene where the photographer is like taking pictures of him and he's like, get out of my face, you know, and throws him down. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I wasn't really thinking too much about the funniness of the movie. What about the part where they're kind of training and then he says, any, any of you call me grandpa, you know, kick your ass or something like that? That was funny. Yeah, he said, um, if any of you call me Karen, but I'm gonna kill, I'll kill you. And then, like, you know, the soldiers were just all like, yeah, yeah, I would not call him grandpa if that's what he says. Uh, a lot of the training I felt were very realistic. A lot of the drills that they went through, there's one point where they're in the helicopter and they're landing. And then, like, the first thing that uh, Mel Gibson does, he goes, he goes up to, like, the people in the helicopter and he goes, bam, you're shot, you're shot, you're leading, what do you do? You know? Yeah, that, that was a, that was interesting. You know, I went to really thought about if I was, if I were ever in that training situation, 
Yeah, because it puts you on the spot. You really got to think on your feet and that can happen. So I really uh, appreciated them showing that because war is unpredictable. You don't know what will happen. Your, your leaders, they can get taken out right away. Um, any of the other training stuff that they did that uh, stuck out with you? Not that I can think of, no. Okay. All right. Well, that's pretty much it, uh, if you have no other thoughts. Uh, this movie uh, I really enjoyed, and I didn't want to get too much into it because I do want you know the uh, listeners to kind of go back out and watch this. Um, so before we get it, actually, you know what? Let's just go ahead and get into ratings right now. What would you rate this movie? Well, I, I never got to see the full view of it, so I'd have to give this movie probably like a 375. I would probably, probably give it like a, uh, you know, like four and a half. You know, I really enjoyed it. It is one of my favorites. Uh, it is long, but, um, mm-hmm. it's just really long. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't mind long movies. It's just cause like I like movies like The Dark Knight, which is, which is also over two hours long or, you know, any of the Hobbit movies, but, um, I feel like that's also why I didn't really understand any of it or a lot of it just because I didn't really connect with the characters. And, um, you know, 3.75, I feel is a pretty high rating for not understanding most of the movie and not connecting with a lot of the characters. Yeah, that's still a very fair, um, uh, rating because, you know, if you make that into a rating out of 10, that's still like seven and a half. And that's, that's really good for, for that movie. Uh, did any of the songs bother you at all? I didn't really notice any of the songs, actually. Okay, yeah, there's one that keeps playing uh, towards the end. It's just like really slow and really somber. I just wondered if um if if you like caught that song at all. No. All right, so that was our ratings. And before we go here, um, I always save our new reviews for when you're on the episode. So let's get into reviews. I've got something for you. A letter. All right, so since the last time you were on the podcast, we've had four new reviews. So here's the first one. Get hydrated. HL4 has amazing interviews and great reviews, and they really know how to hydrate a good pizza. By Photo Rain. HLF for the win. Photo Rain. I can't even tell you how much I enjoy this show. Five stars is too few. Great show. Kita and J Show. Hydrate Level 4 is a really good podcast. Peter has so much knowledge about movies. Keep up the good work, my friend. You had me at Teen Wolf. Accidentally the whole fan. One of my all-time favorite movies is Teen Wolf, and hearing the generational opinions was a lot of fun. This is a very original concept in podcasting, and look forward to playing catch-up on so many of their older episodes. All right, and thank you, everybody, for all those reviews. And they're all five stars, so uh, thank you very much. And we really appreciate all of that. So, um, obviously, we don't know when the next time you'll be on, but, you know, always check the show notes because it will show whether or not you're on the episode. So, thank you again, everybody, for listening. Till the next episode, I'm Peter. I'm Phoenix. And this is Hydrate Level 4. Many men have gone. Lay me down. 
Stun my gun. 